Screen Talk Emmy Edition starts in a moment, but first, this episode is brought to you by HBO's original drama series, Westworld. Westworld is a dark odyssey about the dawn of artificial consciousness and the evolution of sin. Set at the intersection of the near future and the reimagined past, it explores a world in which every human appetite can be indulged. Vanity Fair calls it a rare kind of transporting television, beautifully acted and intricately written. For your Emmy consideration in Outstanding Drama Series and all other categories. Welcome back to Screen Talk Emmy Edition with our executive editor at IndieWire, Michael Schneider, who knows all things about all categories. Allegedly. And I am the, uh, the spoiler, <laughs> the, the interloper, the intruder on the special process, uh, the learner. Uh, but I have my opinions, yeah. too. Well, you're getting excited for Oscar season, right? It's... Oh, yeah. We're getting the fall, uh, the, the fall film festivals up and running. So are you excited this time of year? Uh, Always. Yeah. Because you think it's, it's, you're hopeful still. <laughs> some of these movies may actually be good, yeah. but some of them are falling out. There's some. There's you know, Weinstein pulled Mary Magdalene and pushed it back to next year. Yeah. So. So some of them are falling by the wayside ahead of the fall film festivals. So we are going to start with the supporting categories in comedy. We're doing all comedy today. Yeah, yeah. We should talk about how every week we've been uh, hitting different categories, different genres, uh, as, as we work our way toward the actual Emmy telecast in September. So week to week, uh, sort of looking at the uh, different categories. And yeah, it's, it's time to hit comedy. So I'm looking at supporting actor in a comedy series. And of course, the Logical thing would would be to say, okay, Veep is the lead comedy series, maybe, perhaps. And would that mean that the supporting actor from Veep is the strongest candidate? And in this year when so many political things are going on, I have to assume that the zeitgeist is aiming at Alec Baldwin yeah. in Saturday Night Live. I, I think your your guess would be pretty correct. This kind of this is the the one example where, you know, the, the general rule is the incumbent wins the day. And last year Louis Anderson won for baskets. Uh, but but this year, you know, it it was Alec Baldwin's year. I mean his his turn as Donald Trump is legendary. They'll probably be dissecting it in history books one day as a matter of fact. Helped to uh, undermine this president. There's no question. Well, I, th- I but think the, he didn't I think this pre- much help. Yeah, I was going to say I think this president <laughs> helped to undermine himself. So it, yeah, it, but I, is this whole incumbency theory? Um, you know, there's so many new entries, oh, it's so not, many yeah, differences it, this year. Is are the are all the old rules still applying? It's not absolute. It's never absolute. But you know, you, you look at every rule and then you balance it. And that's what we're doing here. So we're balancing it with the fact that. Alec Baldwin is so in the zeitgeist for, at the moment for you know playing a character on Saturday Night Live. And what's fascinating is he's not a regular star on that show, but he was on so often, virtually in every episode last year, that he is actually eligible for a supporting actor, not for the guest category. 
That's interesting. Yeah, because it's the over 50% rule, and, and he was in the majority of episodes, I'd say, or a good chunk of them, clearly. So, so is Louis Anderson going to be the one giving him a run for his money, if yeah. there is anyone? He's still up there. I, you mentioned Veep, and I think, uh, you know, the thing is, uh, you know, those guys kind of counterbalance uh, each other. Each they other knock each other out. Matt Walsh so. and Tony Hale. Both great. Uh, you've got Ty Burrell there, who has been nominated every year since the beginning of Modern Family. Uh, but, uh, you know, we've talked before that Modern Family is sort of on the uh, the, 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 the downslope the down of its uh, of its tenure with the And then the Netflix Emmys. has been campaigning like mad for Titus Burgess, for Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, yeah. Deep-pocketed Emmy contender Netflix. Exactly. I don't think, uh, you know, probably he's still well enough known by voters. Uh, not enough voters probably have watched the show for him to ultimately win, but he is up there. You know, he's he's definitely in the running. Gold Derby actually has him in third right now uh, behind Louis Anderson and Alec Baldwin on their odds. Really? So, and I think it's because that, that late Netflix push, they have been spending a lot of money. I see a lot of house ads. Uh, you know, they're probably passing out uh, his famous Pinot Noir. Uh, Hello. So. <laughs> That'll get them to show up. Exactly. Well, Tony Hale, though, I don't know why, but my maybe I'm just responding to the HBO marketing push for him. It feels like uh, he's a popular character on Tony Hale's show. always great, and he seems to be in everything these days. You turn around, and there he is. As a matter of fact, I was just at a FYC event the other day for another show, and Tony Hale happened to be there. Oh, so really? He just so happened he, to be there. He just happens to be everywhere. <laughs> then we have Best Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series, and again, it looks like Saturday Night Live has three entrance. So how how are they going to pick uh, the best one? I would go with Kate McKinnon, I uh, suspect. Yeah, and I think most voters would as well because she is Kate McKinnon. And she, exactly. Is, she is fantastic. And, and she did a great job doing Hillary Clinton, among other things. Yep, so it would be hysterical if you had both Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump winning an Emmy, which is a good possibility, uh, you know, pr- through proxy, of course, the, from, from these two actors. A big possibility on Emmy night. Uh, so, so she is the front runner right now. Uh, and then close behind that actually is Judith Light from Transparent, who is a favorite. Uh, and then Anna Chomsky, Chomsky from Veep, uh, Leslie Jones from SNL, Catherine Hahn from Transparent, and Vanessa Bayer from SNL. Uh, Kate McKinnon won last year, so that's partly why she's also a front runner for this year. But again, like you mentioned, her turn as Hillary Clinton, especially, you know, going uh, you know toe to toe with uh, Alec Baldwin as Trump, uh, you know, I think definitely puts her as a, a front runner. All right, so if we go to um, Best Actor in a Comedy Series. Yeah. We are going to start out with, uh, again, there's some new entries here. Yeah. Um, I think I think it's possible that this is where um, Atlanta might be able oh, yeah. to take a shot with Donald Glover, who's sort of a multi-hyphenate, so he has an advantage. Yeah, yeah. I think Donald Glover is going to also break the incumbency rule here, where Jeffrey Tambor uh, is great. He's he's still you know neck and neck with with Ale- with a uh, with with Donald Glover for that role for for that Emmy, but 
He won last year, and I think people are looking for some fresh blood. And Donald Glover is just, again, so much in the zeitgeist. We've talked about it on past episodes of this, actually, how right now he's killing it uh, you know, on TV, in film, of course. Uh, he's going to be Lando uh, in the Han Solo movie when that comes out. He's, he's a new even, Academy member. He's, uh, he's even killing it on because the radio. Because of his heat. Yeah, yeah. In he, TV, he, not, not because of his films. Well, TV and, and music. I mean, Childish Gambino has is, is actually got some some hits, some some radio airplay with his latest CD and uh, possibly his last CD from what we understand. But, you know, he's he's a triple threat, this guy Donald Glover. He's just amazing, and I would not be shocked at all. As a matter of fact, I'd be disappointed if he didn't end up up there on stage picking up his Emmy. Now, some people seem to think that if you if you are up for an Emmy and, you, you, know, you know, in the comedy category, you should be funny. And if you're funny, I would think Aziz Ansari would have a shot, or Anthony Anderson, or right. Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, but, you know, it's define funny. It's Funny means different things for, for different people. I mean, the fact is Jeffrey Tambor won last year for Transparent, not funny and at that's all. not a funny show. Yeah, but that's a bit, that's been an ongoing issue, yeah. What, yeah. what category Transparent really belongs in. You know, Donald Glover, he's, he's a straight man on the show, but Atlanta is a funny show. It's, you know, it's got some great characters. Uh, you know, Lakeith uh, Stansfield and uh, uh, Brian, Tyree, uh, uh, Brian Tyree Henry are both... Uh, you know, kind of the comic relief on that show, and so they play off Donald Glover's exasperated character quite quite well. And you know, of course, it's Donald Glover's vision. So everything coming no, out I of think that, that show is an advantage for him, has, definitely. Yeah, the, the the stamp of Donald Glover on it. So so Blackish and Baskets and Shameless are are sort of uh, older and and not so he, so hot. I mean, they're they're still pretty hot, but there's there's room for only one. And so you know, Anthony Anderson is is coming on strong. I mean, I mean, he's he's someone who uh, you know is really in the zeitgeist. He he hosts a game show to tell the truth on ABC, so he's <laughs> he's all over the place as well. And of course, Blackish, uh, you know, getting such high marks these days for for doing some really great stuff. Uh, Aziz Ansari, of course, season two of of Master of None, just a, a, a masterpiece, a, a great work of art. Zach Galifianakis, like you mentioned, everyone loves Zach, but this is a crowded category. Uh, if, if there's one outlier, it's probably William H Macy. Uh, you know, Shameless is a little bit long in the tooth. That's as much as everyone loves William H Macy, that's a, another show that's not necessarily laugh out loud funny. It's it's really dark, uh, and and uh, you know really dramatic at times. And so that uh, you know, like Transparent, uh, uh, sometimes feels a little odd to be in the comedy category. But nonetheless, this is how it's things a comedy though things shake out. So, so best actress in a comedy series, um, Julia Louis Dreyfus has been winning year after year after year. Is she going to win again? Of course. <laughs> I mean, not a question. If if there's any sure sure thing, sure money, it's this. Julie Louis Dreyfus will pick up another Emmy, and that's fine. It was another great season of Veep. Even with a new showrunner, they totally, totally rocked. Oh, Dave Mandel has has been doing such amazing work. You almost forget about Inucci now. Bite my tongue. I mean, amazing, and he's the reason why Veep exists. But Dave Mandel picked up the torch and just ran with it. It doesn't always happen. Clearly happens, and so it was another amazing season of Veep, and of course with Julie Louis Dreyfus on top of it all, you know, leading all the way up to sort of an amazing cliffhanger that's going to jump right into next season. 
Uh, Tracy Ellis Ross is in the mix. Uh, you know, again, Blackish on the Rise, a, a show that, you know, even though it's been on for a couple of years, I think is, is really taking advantage of, of the headlines of, of a lot of things that people are talking about, uh, that families are talking about. And that's what Blackish is all about. Mm-hmm. It's about a family, sort of, you know, how the real world impacts them, but, uh, you know, also just, you know, for, from a real funny perspective. So Allison Janney for Mom, Alice, um, very popular yeah, speaking, actress who's won many times for many different shows. Yeah, yeah. People, I mean, the critics, uh, the award shows love Allison Janney. Mom, another show that tackles some really tough subjects. Uh, and now we have Lily versus Jane for Grace and Frankie. Yeah, and they cancel each other out. So, so they kind of knock themselves out of the race. You got Pamela Adlon, who's the you know sort of the the nice uh, addition to this also category this year. Multi hyphenate people seem to be taking seriously. Yeah, and better things is in a it, comedy category. Yeah, and and you know again it's a it's a pretty funny show. It's it's funnier than where Louis ended up, and Louis C.K. of course a producer on Better Things. Uh, you know, Louis in its final seasons got really dark and, and very much more dramatic. Better Things not quite there. It's still you know a pretty funny show at times, a real slice of life. Uh, starring Pamela Adlon. So, you know, I love the fact that she's just nominated. Uh, probably not well enough known just yet. Uh, you know, kind of a new entrant. The contender for, especially in this category where Julie Lee Dreyfus just owns it. And Ellie Kemper for Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, again, getting the Netflix advantage. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and, and again, strong, strong category. Okay. Um, now we're going to look at best comedy series. And uh, these are all the same shows yeah, that we've well, been talking about. Why don't we start with writing and directing first, okay. just to kind of look real quick on who's who's nominated and, and whether or not that'll play into who actually wins the, the ultimate role. So on the writing side, you've got Master of None uh, with their Thanksgiving episode. That's the Lena Waithe episode that's getting a lot of attention right now. That's the front runner. Uh, and then you've got uh, a couple of Veep episodes, uh, Groundbreaking and Georgia. You've got a couple of Atlanta episodes, uh, BAN and Streets on Lock. Unfortunately, that means that perhaps they kind of cancel each other out. And you've got Silicon Valley with an episode, Success Failure. So right now, Master of None seems to be the front runner. On the directing side, you've got Atlanta. Uh, you've got uh, three episodes of Veep. Uh, and you've got two episodes of Silicon Valley. So Atlanta, the front runner there. Uh, but then that leads us up to a conversation about comedy series itself. Well, that that suggests that they could win things in other categories and not win the biggie. In other words, Veep would seem still to be the one to beat. Yeah. With Atlanta giving it a, a certain amount of competition. Run, run for its money. And if there's you know a little bit of an upset, then perhaps Atlanta might be able to pull it off. But I think it depends you know how how voters are feeling at the moment. But feels unlikely at this point. Veep has such a lock, and it's it's sort of the new streak. You know, it took over for Modern Family. Modern Maybe Family won five in a yeah. row. Yeah. And, and since then, Veep has won two and probably will likely win its third. I agree with you 100%. So well, look, looking at the other shows in the category, though, because, again, it's it's such a strong category. And a reminder that, you know, we're, we're living in a great age for TV comedy. Silicon Valley, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, Modern Family, Blackish. Master of None, Atlanta, in addition to Veep, all single-camera shows. So it is, it's really tough these days for multi-camera shows to break in just because it's a different kind of show. And you know, these, these single-camera shows feel just a little more uh, film, film uh, you know, theatrical. They feel a little you know, deeper. Uh, but 
that's not to say that there aren't some great multi-camera shows. And They're just we not making it in there. At the zeitgeist a little bit, it would seem that Veep, a little bit like uh, so many of the other shows we've been talking about, has been addressing exactly what's going on in our country in a very uh, specific and hilarious way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the question that they get the most, and I think they're probably getting tired of being asked constantly. So how, how do you guys do it? You managed to do it, uh, you know, uh, you know, before the real before real life. And, and the thing with Veep is, ironically, it's become a little bit of wish fulfillment. I, I was uh, recently, speaking of Tony Hale, had him on my podcast on Turn It On, and one of the things that... Uh, he was talking about was the the, the fact that, uh, you know, Selena Meyer, you know, granted, she's an awful person. She, she, she's terrible to her staff. She's terrible Terrible to her her daughter, daughter. especially, but she can turn it on. She can actually be competent at times when the cameras are rolling. She actually looks like she, she could be president. She, she actually knows how to play the role when the cameras are going, when she's in public. Uh, she managed to even broker peace uh, with Tibet so, uh, <laughs> and China. So, so, you know, she actually had a big win and she could be presidential at times. And, you know, how, you know, compared to how, how nice the actual person in office right now who, who just doesn't know how to turn it on and is, is just a, you know, a mess, a disaster from start to finish, even when the cameras are rolling. You know, it's it's ironic. We would never think that Veep would be wish fulfillment. It was always the West Wing or, you know, something else. But I would even take President Selena Meyer because at least you, you would. I would take Frank Underwood, too, oh, yeah. by the way. Oh, yeah, because publicly they look competent, even if we know behind the scenes the truth. And Veep has always been the most realistic of any show about Washington. And I would take the president in Homeland, you know, who's obviously modeled on Hillary Clinton having written the show before it turned out to be. Uh, someone else. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I would. Uh, you know, there are plenty of television presidents I would take right about now. But alas, this is the world we live in, circa 2017. But you're right. I think Veep will also benefit from the fact that this is all we're thinking about and talking about, and we need Veep more than ever. And I just saw uh, Dave Mandel and Julie Louis Dreyfus tweet today that uh, they're back, back to work on season seven. Its uh, production is, is launching. They're in the writers' room. And uh, thank goodness uh, another season of Veep will be around the corner before we know it. Thank you, Michael. Thanks, Anne. Until next week. Till next week when we talk uh, drama. <laughs> See you soon.